0: Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. I am your co-host Melanie Mitchell,
1: and I'm your co-host Rodney Boyd.
0: And we back. Um. Yeah, what are we too grown for?
1: Too grown for. I don't know, man. You know, it's just we too grown to, to to let the world rob us of joy. Okay. You know, I, th- I think um, I think in life. Uh, we have evs and flows, and and you know sometimes we 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 stay in the ev longer than we should. Um, is that even correct? I'm not sure if that's the what is ev a downfall. Ev? Yeah,
0: my brain just completely shut down.
1: All right, well, hey, y'all <laughs> know what I meant. Don't don't stay down too long. Uh, we actually have a we have a uh, what's it called? A review to read.
0: I tried to. <laughs> get them gears going in my brain. I'm sorry. You know I'll be having my moments.
1: So, oh, was there anything else we were too grown for?
0: Um, we are too grown. I'm too grown to be getting old right now. I just, you know, I've been 23 for one day, my back hurt. You know, my, left side. my toes hurt and, you know, it's just
1: age is just really we too grown to be getting old. <laughs> It uh hurts. okay so real quick from asia q is it one of your friends
0: i don't know you sent it to me no i oh, didn't dude, i was did, just did. gonna read it oh, oh you're reading them now?
1: well that i just funny. thought it was easier. um out read. she said uh you got she said it, the title says part of my self-care routine you guys are hilarious i look forward to a new episode every week keep shining so asia you know we really appreciate that man like Thank you, girl. You know, because one thing, you know, we've learned about doing a podcast is that regardless of, you know, whatever we have going on in our lives, that at this point we've made a commitment to an audience to deliver not only good content, you know, not only content, but quality content. And sometimes we're not always in the mood. So And and I'm not saying that. Stop
0: tweeting me right now.
1: No, no i think it leads into the show and sometimes and i don't mean that it to be rude and that you know we give y'all stuff when we don't want to do it no it's because it you you know comments like this helps make it all worth it but Mm -hmm. we have to persevere and that's just something we got to do in life yeah and so i don't you know for this episode we're going to keep it short and sweet but we we feel like we just kind of needed a pep talk episode Mm -hmm. you know i know in my life i was kind of feeling like am i making right decisions like, you know, feeling kind of lost. And so I, I started, you know, just reading and looking at inspirational stuff. So I just want to share some of that stuff with you all. And hopefully, you know, just get y'all motivated so we could feed off each other.
0: Right. I mean, I'm still in a in a pep talk point of my life. But, hey, I'm just turning 23. I'm just turning 23. And I'm young, but I'm in a limbo of life right now. You know, I'm just trying to see what, what's going on. It's, this episode is kind of like a piggyback off of my little... 23 reflections from the other day as well. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, cause you know, it's, I know everything, uh, there's a lot of things I've been seeing that have just really all like when you said what you said the, the two episodes ago, it was like, yeah, that's what, that's really what I, you know, guys has been communicating to me and, and maybe I need to communicate that with other mm-hmm. others, you know, don't let the internet rush you. Um, that was a huge thing, you know, because Or don't even let the internet steal your time. Mm -hmm. How many times, you know, I was talking with my roommate and we were talking, he was listening to another podcast and one of the guys who helped create Facebook was on there. And they were like, and they asked him like, well, how do you think, you know, what do you think about it? He's like, well, it's engineered to be addictive. You know, think about it. It's just made to be a continuous scroll. Like, you click one video and 30 pop up under it. And you just keep staying in that circle. And you never get up. And you never get out and go and accomplish what you meant to. You never, you know, like, it's... A distraction. Yeah. Um, what else?
0: Um. Really, like, um. going with don't let the internet rush you. It's all a lie. People put, like, I had a conversation with my fairy godmother yet again yesterday and she was just like you know don't let the internet rush you don't let it make you feel like you're behind and people are going to put their best moments on there and it's not really people going home they could post oh it's late oh my god oh my god my job is so great they're miserable these people are miserable don't compete with people who aren't even where they say they are you know um i mean it even happens to me people oh my god your life is so great but blah, blah, blah. girl what i got bills i'm tired you know what i'm saying like i got cramps what are you talking about like this is not <laughs> i'm not living the american dream but you know it's all about how things are portrayed and don't let a facade someone puts out, you know, make you feel less than about yourself. Like, Oh my gosh, this girl's doing that. And this guy's doing that. And we graduated at the same time. What am I doing? My life. It's not a race. It's not a race. Do you, you know, you're doing what you need to be doing right now. Like I have to, I mean, I have to have this conversation with myself. Like, I'm like, what am I, you know, I come from having it all together last year, this time at 21 and 22, you know, making as much money as I was and doing this and doing that. And now I'm not doing those things. So I have to really like, okay, Melanie, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? Okay, just have this interview, have that interview, whatever, trying to get to a place. And it's like, don't don't beat yourself up over things. Like, if it didn't work out, it wasn't supposed to. And you really have to tell yourself that because that's just how it is, you know? Um, So, yeah, just do you. Really, like, just stay in your own lane and just worry about what, what's going on in your lane. Because if you're looking in somebody else's lane, you're going to swerve and hit the median. So, sorry.
1: Um, no, person. I thought that was funny uh, about the swerve. Oh, no, um, off the dome, right there. I was going to say, you know, we got we to, gotta, you have to take joy in the things that really matter. Right. Your health, your loved ones. You know, whether if you don't have a significant other, that's fine. But if you have, a mother, father, you know, one or two tight friends that you really love and communicate with, siblings, those are things that we need to cherish and take and and, and be thankful for. And, you know, when we're having a rough day and when we're struggling and just things aren't feeling right, we got to say, you know what? But these things are right. I'm healthy.
0: No, seriously, I I literally had a moment like this the other day. Like, okay, you know what? Um, yeah, I just had to go down a checklist, you know, I'm fine. My mom's fine. My sisters are fine. Like, um, I have a roof over my head regardless, yep. you know, my car, you know, it's, it's, it's handled. So I just have to think about the good things. And that's so cliche and Tyler Perry, like, but you really have to, you have to, because if not, you're going insane. You always think about what you don't, I don't have a million dollar house. I don't have, yeah. I don't have that. It's a lot of things you don't have. So don't focus too much on what you don't have and think about what you do. Yeah, so. You know, we can also touch on the team thing, too, on this episode.
1: I mean, Team. Oh, of having a team. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That kind of
0: comes in play, though, because I know, for me, my family is my team. And we all work together. And that's how we're able to, you know, everyone has their own problems, but we help pick up the slack with, you know, emotionally. Yeah. You know, financially, whatever else. But, you know, we are the team, and we are the reason that we are still here. Everyone needs everyone. Yeah. So you have to have your team.
1: Well, I think, you know, you're in a situation that it works for you to, for your family to be your team. Mm-hmm. And I say that because you... and in that situation. Right. right. One, that everybody doesn't have a family, like, that is loving and supporting like that. Mm-hmm. But two, you know, if you really look at you, you and all your sisters, you all have similar interests mm-hmm. and similar goals. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, just in terms of your sister with her... Her, you know, her art and her head wrap, you know, you can kind of connect that to podcasting and just building a brand and and giving people, you know, a part of yourself in a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, your sister Monique and what she's done in media and how, you know, you aspire to do something, you know, in a a related field. You know, it's like when I when when I came up with the idea of like how important a team is, it's like you got to you got to connect with people who can one, pour something into you. Mm-hmm. And then two of our of the same mind because I think too often we we get with people out of convenience, and then proximity, like right? And because of that, nobody wants to push each other for fear you'll outgrow them, mm-hmm. for fear you know they'll outgrow you, and then you know so y'all all kind of holding each other a little stagnant, like oh oh you got a little promotion, cool, you know okay I got a little promotion too, you know it's not nothing too much, but if you tell me hey. I'm thinking about going out and starting my own thing, got the business plan, got the funding. I'm gonna be like, "I don't know, man, I can't get with that. I don't like that entrepreneur stuff. It's really, you know, a tough time to really, you know, do that. Like then that's not somebody you need it on your team." Mm-hmm. Now, that per, or, you know, maybe that's the maybe you just don't bring that to that person on your team. That's not the, you know, that person is your spiritual friend, but even if that's your spiritual friend, they really mm-hmm. wouldn't do that to you.
0: Two things, even like out of college, you talked we talked about convenience and proximity. Like a lot of those people were your friends and you guys have like-minded things because y'all in college. You know what I'm saying? Of course you have a friend who's also in communication because you were in communication y'all were in school then. But then when you get taken out of that element, say out of college, it's going to be hard to reassemble a team. You just got scrambled. And of course you can have your team long distance, but you kind of need that local team sometimes. Yeah. Let's go to Starbucks. Let's go get something to eat. Let's go hang out and watch some movies. So you have to reassemble and readjust and that's another part of the post grad blues and the whole on my growing premise. It's like, where where do I start? Where do I find people? Where like I need some people need that system. Some people don't, but most people do.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: my second point was with people on your team, and it may be reverse. Like, say, you know, you're the one that's not doing so well, and your friend comes to you like, "Hey, I got this, that, and the third, But they don't say it in that way. It's like, "Hey," you know, I'm thinking it was like, "Hey, I'm better than you because I have this and you don't, and you're not keeping up." that's not someone you need in your team either. Cause it's like, we supposed to be helping each other. Yeah. You know, even if I'm below you or so you think, or I'm not as successful as you, I can still help you. I still have connections. You still like, you know, they say the people who you on your way up, it's people you see on the way down, whatever. Like, that's also very important. You have to, you can never forget where you came from. So if I got a job tomorrow, I ain't gonna forget about the, you know, the struggles of last week. Yep. You got to really know where you came from and understand that it can be taken away just that quick. So never try to rub your accomplishments in someone else's face. Now don't let somebody try to play you. Like you some, you can remind people every once in a while, but don't, you know, don't sit on a high horse and think you're better than everyone else because your life is together. Or that's how you want to portray it, because it's probably not. Because people who, you know, shout those type of things from these mountain tops really not.
1: Yeah, man. You shouldn't
0: it. have to yell it. You know what I'm saying? If it's if it if you lit, then be lit. You shouldn't have to tell everybody you lit.
1: That's my thing. I'm I've always been big on a... Uh you know, you'll see the move when I make it, Mm -hmm. you know, some, those, you know, they say often the loudest person in the room is the, is the least intelligent. And, and, you know, it's like, you can't share your plans with everybody. Everybody's not meant for that ride. Everybody's not meant to join you on your roller coaster. And, um, I listened to the podcast, how I built this Mm -hmm. and, you know, they often talk about, you know, significant others or just different people that were in their lives that, you know, when they start making moves towards whatever they were building, they was like, "Hey, I got to jump ship. This isn't what, what I signed up for," and that's fine. You know, that's not something that sh- you should allow to crush you. You just got to understand that you know, someone out there, some people out there are meant to join you on your journey, and you know, that's and and those people are going to be the reason you are successful. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm in the process of reading Kevin's Hart, Hart, Kevin Hart's book, and he hasn't gotten to the part where he was he's assembled his team yet but just from what i know from interviews and just how you know just what i know from other things it's like kevin hart is a dude i look at he said you know what i'm going to ride with these people mm. our goal is f- to do stand up we want to be funny and you know he 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 said i'm going to focus on being great at stand up and once he got good at stand up and started having power and the demand and like control he said all right we're going how are we now how am i going to empower you so now his friends that they may not be the biggest standup comedian in the wor- comedians oh, in the world, <laughs> but he made sure he put them in positions where because they're associated with him, they can they're part of uh, the writers guild and they can go punch up scripts. And so they could go get money without Kevin. Mm-hmm. And that's something like, you know, like when building a team, we all need to have a similar goal and understand like maybe everybody's not going to shine like Kevin. Mm-hmm. but we all going to get ours and we all going to hold each other down.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, I have a team. Me and my friends, when we do these award shows, we all know we got different stuff we can bring to the table. I got a friend who does hair and makeup, got another friend who does makeup, but she wants to be a stylist, like, you know, like a clothes stylist, Yeah. you know? So it's like, okay, when well, we going, we're not going to be doing, you know, talent escorts forever, but we're going to be on the carpet. Like we're going to have an escort soon. So we got to be, you know, when we get these, we get there. Like some people go, Go, do, go to the show, do their job, go home. We trying to connect. Okay. I got trans rappers managing number. I got this person. Number. I got this, you know? So like we always planning on how we going to help each other. And you have to think about that. Everybody is not worthy of being on your team though. Cause some people don't have that gene in them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They don't have to get up and go. You got to have similar mindsets. You got to have that same kind of hustling y'all. Like y'all know y'all want to get somewhere. You got to think of something. All right. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. We trying to get here. So let's get on the road, you know.
1: Yeah. I got one line brother that I can talk business ideas and plans with, and he'll help me. Fl- lie nah, not, it's not a good, they don't have good perspectives. That's not how that industry works. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I love taking ideas to him and rapping with him. And so we, you know, we're talking about, like, what idea can we stop talking about and bring to fruition? You know, and it's, you know, but I don't bring that to everybody because there's other friends that's like, oh, entrepreneurship seems like I don't want to do that. And and that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't be like, you sitting there working for the man. It's just a, hey. That's cool. You, you, the friend I go to when I'm trying to, I want to talk fitness. How do I take care of my body? How do I take care of my temple? And that's, and and that's fine. You know, everybody it's with a team, everybody plays their role. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm um, the, I, I'm a basketball guy. So, you know, you six feet, but you're quick and you got handles. You're not going to be in the post. That's not where you're, you're meant to be. That's not where you're most effective. I don't know what that means, but... Okay, you're not going to be cook. down low by the seven-footers. seven, feeters, seven footers. Okay. 7 feeters. wow. Seven-footers, you know, you that's, that's not where you're most beneficial to me on the court, you know. But if you're seven foot and you have post moves, then that's where I'm going to put you. I'm not going to ask you to go out on the perimeter and shoot threes. You know, it's just certain things. Like, you got to understand that you got to have people... You got to let people play their roles and not try to force them to do extra. Yeah. And then you got to... One thing that I really want to focus on in, in the next year is getting mentors mm-hmm. and and just having people that can pour into me outside of my parents.
0: Right.
1: Um. You know, when it comes to just business and and, and spiritually, you know, that's, I, that's the other thing. It's important to get poured into as well as to pour into others. Mm-hmm. You know, the younger generation, younger cats. I'm 25 at this point, so I have something I can offer a high school, I feel. You know, if it's nothing more than encouragement and saying, look, I'm a black man making it. You can, you can too. Let's let's go and, and and I'm gonna help encourage you and just show you that you are not confined to what TV is showing you. Mm-hmm. Um, you had anything?
0: Yeah, I'm over here just thinking. Cooking. I just zoned out for a second.
1: Cause I can bring something else up.
0: Um, I mean, go ahead. You just
1: we're just gonna let it flow. We're just gonna let this one let flow. It flow. So I got this book up. I'm holding it. I, been, I told y'all about it for a while, The Defining Decades, and I brought up, like, different things about it over the past. I finished it because I felt like, one, I was, like, embarrassed, like, yeah, I'm reading this book. I'm reading this book. It's like, well, dog, how long well, are you going to finish Yeah, so because with me, when I say I'm reading a book, like, I read a few chapters, sat it down for two weeks, read some more chapters, sat it down for another week. I need
0: to start reading books because I don't do that
1: yeah so that's that's one thing like since i've graduated like i I tried to make more of a habit of just reading and reading informational stuff and so this one is 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 broken down into three different like sections it's like work relationships and uh was work relationships and then like the brain and the body and what i like about wow it's been a long day for us, but we're going to make – we're going to push through. I'm,
0: I'm trying. Uh,
1: what I love about this book is it's it's four, it's 420-somethings uh, about this uh, psych psychologist, psychiatrist, something. Yeah. She, she a PhD. Um, and she has exclusively worked with 20 – well, she hasn't exclusively. She's worked with 20-something for years, and she's just like – she basically takes some of the different stories and – commonalities that she's heard over the years from, you know, 20 somethings about their lives and and kind of put it into a book. So, you know, like, well, you're not the only one facing these issues, but don't let these issues paralyze you. And that's the biggest thing I would say about this book. This is a book that's about not looking at, it's about not looking at your twenties as a, oh, I have time to figure it out and encouraging you. Yes. While you may have youth to figure it out, it's important that you utilize the, that youth while you have it before you get to 30 and then you try to do everything at once. Because mm. what happens is, as 20-something, we push things off because we're like, oh, everybody's oh, yeah. doing things later.
0: Right.
1: You know, we're doing things later nowadays. So you're, you remain underemployed. You're not in a serious relationship or, you know, you're in a relationship but it's not conducive to what the life you want. So then you... 28 hits and you're like now you're in a hurry and so you're shipping you know you're trying to shake it up so now you're taking your career seriously but now you're starting at an entry level and then you know 30 comes and it's like okay well i found someone we're getting married you get married at like 32 now you're trying to have babies and like you don't realize like the although mentally you can you know because we're smarter and technology and all that you could push some things back some things in terms of just childbearing Biology is going to take precedent and, like, it's just not going to be easy.
0: Well, you can have babies in the living room now. With the, I saw on Twitter. What? You what? They have a baby oven that
1: you can plug. Oh, who unplugged my baby? <laughs>
0: the fake womb.
1: Right. Like, I wish. Baby, should I turn the baby over? That's
0: so weird. God up there, like, okay, y'all. Stop. I it. get it. Drop it. Let, just let my will be done. Stop please. it. Please. That's hilarious, though. It's not hilarious, but. It's, like, I saw, because it's another thing they were trying to do to help with preemies.
1: With, oh it's not the
0: same invention but it's something like that
1: similar that's what i thought that would be more so useful for but and,
0: the, and in that case yeah cool but like don't just be have a baby in your living room for like nine months. that's weird
1: right. what's that over there oh that's our baby
0: what did you imagine like y'all getting it's a super bowl you jump up the the touchdown then you knock the baby up i
1: feel like for nine months you can't host nothing right. but I you how- got the like
0: you got- you ha- i got the baby oh dang yeah the baby oh, it man. ain't born
1: yet when well, and- you got
0: the oven on Turned up to 500 in
1: right. weeks. Right. What? And, and like with that, do like, does a doctor come out? Yeah, it's done. Yes. <laughs> Put the thermometer like in it.
0: Climate control, like, you have to make sure it's not any colder. Right. And then, you know, baby come out black because you done burnt it.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> you, smack, you smack the baby on the booty, it cries. And,
0: uh. It has like a little alarm on it.
1: Do you done. pick the birthday? When y'all want, when y'all want your baby boy? Oh, <laughs> uh, you sure you want to set uh, uh, a cancer? Ooh, okay. So you want hair? That's what they're trying to get. The baby ooze they had to feed it. The baby what? They had like ooze to feed it. Like
0: oh yeah, you you put like a little food. Yeah. What if like a little kid go in and put crayons in there? No, right. And ate crayons because <laughs> they older brother mad. You know, put some crayons in the goddamn baby right. baby baby oven.
1: Wow, see, see about it. this little, sick. little brother. But I say all that to say that. So, so, so biology trumps and you can't, you know, unless you have your baby in in the living room in the oven that, um, you know, like it's just, it's just a difficult, it's, it's hard to get pregnant later and later. Mm -hmm. So now you're trying to, you know, achieving your career, you you know, you, your relationship status has changed and like getting married, you know, and then you're dealing with the stress of infertility and so all, now you're trying to do all three things at once where if you would have started, you know, what if you would have started your career early on and now you're at a place where you're secure and, like, you know, you, it's clear where the role you play in your company. Now that's one less stress. Then, you know, because you started your career early, you just have more money. You're f- financially in a better place. So now you focus on, like, a relationship and, like, you can have the larger wedding you want and, and, and you get married and, and you all can go and, you know, take time, like, to be married a year or two and go travel. And then you get pregnant and like, okay, well, we can provide our child with everything they need. And not only that, but we can have the child naturally because we're young enough where pregnancy isn't, you know, fertility isn't a huge issue at this it doesn't point. It's
0: going to work that perfectly, though.
1: <laughs> it's never that perfect. It's not going to work perfect, but waiting and, and, and remaining frozen in some things or remaining in toxic things is not going to help you get anywhere. And that's really what this book is about. So I highly encourage people to read this. Highly encourage people, like, you know, if you're 27, 28, 29, I don't know, whatever age you start panicking. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> they couldn't hear it, I hope.
0: You just threw the book. Like, right. dang, you just talk so highly of I it and mean, you just going to throw it like that. I mean, hey, that's your book, though.
1: Right. So. Whatever age, you know, you people start panicking about love, relationships, and all this. Like, I don't want you to panic because it's like, oh, my God, now I feel even further behind. But I want you to to take forward steps. And now for we say, there's no backward steps. And that, that's the thing of, we don't we don't want to, we never want to regress. We always want to progress. And so like, don't ever like let something just hold, don't fear. That's really what it is. The fear of the unknown is what holds us hostage. And that's really what captures us in our 20s. And that's what the defining decade is about. <laughs> Do you have something you would, <laughs> Shaking the fear out, of you it was Millie rocking the fear out of you. I was jujuing on that beat. Oh, okay.
0: I was pointing at you
1: and I said you, you
0: You didn't hear me. You didn't get what I was doing.
1: You, know you ugly. You get that hey.
0: Crazy, crazy. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. It's been a long day. <laughs> we, it's yes. been quite long. Um, what else? Were, I mean, trying to think. Uh, this is like this episode is really the premise of the show. Of like, the whole. <laughs> this is the whole, is the whole we're, podcast. you know, but you know they, they talk really about holes are. and taxes and stuff, but yeah. like, this is what the show is about. Like just a reminder, right. like this is the pep talk.
1: Like you yeah, you're not alone. We are all trying to figure it out.
0: We scraggling. Even if like I was just telling one of my um young niggas
1: the other day, or yesterday,
0: I was just like, you know, he's still in school and I was like you know, it's lit. You'll understand once you graduate. He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to have a job. I'm like, even if you do have a job, it's still going to be hard. It's still some adjusting you have to do. It's like, okay, I'm not going to class anymore. Yeah, I'm making money. But it's like, that doesn't make everything just perfect. You know?
1: It really doesn't.
0: Like, money doesn't fix everything. If I got Like, again, if I had a job, all my problems ain't just going to disappear. A couple of them will. But it's just things aren't always perfect. You know, you can go to a new city. You got to adjust to that, that loneliness, that you know, I miss my friends. Like that's probably been the hardest too. Cause it's like those friends have been your safe place and now you don't have your safe place or whatever it was that got you through college. Cause you are gonna need something in college to get you through. And I may not be there when you move away. So yeah, just this, we are here. We are that voice, you know, talk to us. We get it. Even if you didn't go to college, like just this time of our life, like it's not just for college students. This is like, Everyone's going through something this time. What am I doing? What am I here for? Who like who am I living for?
1: Blah blah blah. What is my purpose? That's that's the biggest question every everybody asks themselves. I yeah. feel like not at just twenties,
0: but it's like a bigger question right now. Like okay,
1: what is my purpose? And and right. we and and it's so hard because we feel like if we find that one answer, then it will give us direction. But even in that one answer, there's uncertainty. Mm-hmm. how do you achieve your purpose mm-hmm. you know because let's be honest I, you, I think you said this a while a few episodes back unlike um school there is no one right answer in life and that's something that the education service education system does a, uh does us a disservice in it tells us there's one right answer it's b yeah
0: like that's it it's gonna be b right okay what you got what you rounded it to be, right. And you're wrong and you're dumb and now you gotta repeat it And
1: work. that is not mm-hmm. how life works. Mm-hmm. When you know, you talk about becoming a billionaire, you can invent a social networking app, you can start a re- you know, start a record label, or you know, you there's these people that are billionaires, not everybody is doing it through apps and startups. Some people, you know, oil, whatever. It's like there's everybody like if you say my purpose is to be a billionaire, it's like, well, now how do you do that? Okay, what
0: kind of billionaire? You gonna make that in once,
1: like you know. right? You know, so
0: and that it's different ways to skin a cat,
1: exactly. And that takes me to the the bad boy can't stop, won't stop documentary.
0: I said a quote M in a couple episodes ago that said, "No one wants a boring behind the music or E Hollywood story or being or unsung or whatever or biopic. What kind of biopic do you want? You a Mickey Howard biopic that no one watched?"
1: Oh, because I was like... He wants you
0: a new edition story. He wants you, want you a straight out of Compton. Or do well, you want the Flex Washington? Be... Oh. Do you want the Flex um, Alexander Michael Jackson biopic? Like, what kind of biopic are you trying to write?
1: Well, see, but Michael Jackson deserved a better one. They just...
0: Exactly. If, if <laughs> they
1: that, respected you enough, you would not right. have
0: creative control on the biopics that I put out. But yeah, um, go ahead with the Can't Stop, Won't
1: Stop. So Can't Stop, Won't Stop, for those that uh, haven't seen it yet, it's on Apple Music it's a documentary it is more so focused around like 20 years of bad boy but more so the 20th you know reunion tour that took place at Barclays Center on um Biggie's birthday and you know if any you know Diddy is one of those guys like he's really inspiring like he has some really like comes ins- from
0: a party promoter
1: inspiring clips out there that you just are like Dang, I want to be like Diddy. Like, I just watched this clip of Diddy, and now I got to get up and go get it. You know, like, I can't stop hustling. And basically, they were preparing for the tour, and they did two months of work in two weeks. Every every time I see Diddy, he's doing something that he should have had more time for in, a shorter, in, in the shortest amount of time possible, and he's still accomplishing it and doing at a high level. Like, I remember when he was training for that marathon. You know, they made a whole show about that. I that. Mm-hmm. And they, they was like, yeah, bro, you were supposed to start training like a year ago. He was like, I don't have that time. Like, what can we do? I think in six weeks.
0: I don't remember the exact time.
1: Yeah. But anyway, he trained for the marathon. I think he made his time. Or did he just barely miss the time he wanted? I
0: don't know. I just know he had a mohawk.
1: Right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, you know, he did. I mean, I was
0: like 10. So I didn't okay.
1: Know. But, you know, he did it. And, you know... Just a few things that really resonated with me. Uh, Diddy was showing everybody this Nina Simone clip. And the clip was someone asked her what do they, what does she think freedom is? And she told them, you know, like, it's hard to describe. Uh, It's hard to describe, but, you know, it's just, you just feel it. And then she ended up saying that freedom is having no fear. Freedom is existing with no fear, like that's. I don't worry her, about what
0: nobody gonna do or say.
1: Or, th- I mean, it, doing whatever, you and think about it. the times, like you know, what was that, nineteen sixty or so? Yeah, you know, so you know, freedom is not worrying about if I get pulled over.
0: Mm. I'm gonna Am die. Am I gonna be alive when?
1: Yeah. You know, like that. That's that's true freedom. That's freedom. Freedom is you know when I walk when my child walks out this house you know, a straight bullet isn't going to hit them.
0: That's freedom. Freedom is having your, leaving your door unlocked.
1: <laughs> freedom, sleep. freedom is pursuing something you feel deep inside your heart and not worrying about failure. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen, but it's not fearing failure and it's embracing it. That's freedom.
0: Yeah, know, you can do it. Just like right. being even able to get a foot in the door. It's freedom.
1: Freedom is taking that first step.
0: I don't think I'm gonna start an app. I'm, just gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna start a computer company. Why not? I'm going to the moon, like just doing so.
1: You know, so that to me that was something that resonated because he he really made it a point because he's bringing together artists who haven't sold out a stadium like this and and I think it was total. They said they haven't been on stage like that in 16 years. Jeez. So he was telling them like, "No, this is your moment of freedom. Don't don't fear getting on stage like this again because you you've done it before,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know." So that was huge to me. think it
0: was the epic cookout, pop.
1: Yep. And mm-hmm. so, and they had uh, uh, Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell, you know, talk about Diddy and you know him being an intern and and you know Bad Boy as a company. Like I'm just be honest, I never really respected the name Bad Boy. And when I say that is when I heard Bad Boy, I was like, mm, that was like some 90s gimmicky stuff that he probably just thought of. And because it's just lasted longer, it's just, it's something that he has to stick with.
0: You respected Diddy because it's Diddy. But like when his artists came out, because they didn't usually have, it's just facts. It's just longevity, you know, we'll get an album or two, never hear from him again. They'll get some hits.
1: Well, I'm talking about the label itself, the name Bad yeah, Boy. and
0: we'll go with, like, I remember when D5 well, came out. No,
1: no, no. I'm talking about just, like, I'm saying, so, in in contrast to that, Jay-Z and Rockefeller.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought, I had a, I looked at Jay-Z differently than I looked at Diddy mm-hmm. because of the, the name of their labels. Rockefeller, it, you know, one, of course, the, Rockefeller, you know, the crack rocks, but, you know, Rockefeller was a. It that ties in, you know. Cause. Rockefeller. But you know Rockefeller, who you know naming your company after you know Rockefeller, who was this this I forget the word was.
0: It? Word? I don't know.
1: Tyrant, or tyrant. Baron, oil baron.
0: I think it was the oil or railroads. It was one of them.
1: I think he owned both. Like that was the thing. He had a monopoly. He owned like U.S. Steel. Or did he own oil that would supply the fuel to the train? Something. Long story short. Billionaire. Yeah, you know. He was, but he was a dude who was, like, this hugely successful businessman. And he, and for, like, a young black cat to take that and say, like, nah, that's how I'm going to name my, my company after this, I looked at it. But going back to Diddy and Bad Boy, after hearing some stories of, from Andre Harrell and, like, just Diddy, you know, he was. When you think of a bad boy. Let me. I wrote it down. I'm sorry. I'm trying, trying to get y'all to trying to get y'all the 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 real okay um yeah so like when you think of a bad boy and you think of puffy you know it's like a bad boy is someone who doesn't follow your rules or your traditional values or thoughts you know and and puff was saying like while he was at mca uptown that one time he punched a 40 year old white man who was a general manager who was trying to tell puff like they couldn't do something that he like wanted to do for an artist or an album Mm -hmm. and puff punched him in his face. He took his shirt off, punched him. And that's a bad boy. Like you don't just punch people out of no cause they, you can't get your way. But Diddy had a vision that he, he truly believed in and he was willing to go to physical altercation Mm -hmm. in order to get it done. And so when I now and and bad boy and kind of understanding the label more and the artists it brought us, they were rebellious. They were not, of like the tradition, the time you know when they started, like Diddy's not supposed to be where he's at. Diddy's almost a billionaire, worth yeah. a billion dollars. He's
0: smart because he, even like just the smart rappers, he's like one of them. Well, he's not even a rapper, but still, like he's a rapper. But he's, he's a, a personality.
1: Person he he's more than that. He's a personality. Diddy is a
0: Diddy. Like that's what he is. He's a Diddy. Right. He's <laughs> an
1: entertainer. Really, Diddy's an entertainer.
0: Yeah, because he's not going to be out here dropping some bars and he be like, oh, did he really? No, it's Diddy. Right. He's going to be all in the videos, dancing. No, but it's just like, he played it right. He did enough. Like, he did a music thing and he had his liquor and he had this and that and that. Like, he he eats enough, not just with music, you know, just not with yeah. artists. Because who's on Bad Boy now? French, French
1: Montana. Montana. That's it, right? Yeah.
0: Because, like, before, a bad boy was, like, a thing to say. Like, oh, we bad boy. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, like, you had Mace, Craig Mack, 112, Total, Lil' Kim, Mary J, you know, Junior like. Junior Mafia. Junior Mafia. Carl uh, Thomas. Carl Thomas.
0: Uh, Was it Loon? Loon. Yeah, Loon. It was early 2000s. I just, I mean, I guess I'm biased because my whole B5 feelings like left my boys for dead, day 26. Like, it just, but it, it just started dying. So it was like, there's really no new bad boy talent. Fresh Montana, but he not. Fresh Montana ain't yelling not bad boy in the song, because people forget he bad boy. A lot of people probably don't even know he's a bad boy.
1: Yeah. But, you know, just more, but like, this documentary, it was inspiring, just seeing Diddy's hustle, and hearing, like, how he kind of thought of things, and, like, mm-hmm. it's just like, this man has a, I refuse to lose mentality. And even when I lose, I'm going to find a way to win. And that's like, and it was just like one of those things. It's like, man, like w- one thing uh, they said about Diddy and, on- and Andre Harrell said it was like, Puffy was all about all about the Ghetto Fabulous. Like prior to that, rapping was about holding the block down, being tough, or like just having a good time at a at a chill party. Puff wanted to celebrate the getting out the hood and going on and doing better things. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about record like Juicy. You know and that's not Puff's record, but he he's helped produce that. He helped bring that to fruition, yeah, yeah. and that all that whole record's talking about, like Getting we out. yeah we used, used to, to have having. bad times, but now we we something different. And and Puffy and Puffy was all about the ghetto fabulous, and like like you know like we we here now, like we were there, but we we better off. And it just like I said, with, like everything that's going on with like this bum Trump and it like just Trump. These cops killing people as a black man, it's easy to get down. As a black person, it's easy to get down and be like, dog, like this world is just too much. I'm just over this. Like, I just want to live a simple life and like it just scares you into not wanting to shake the table and going out and getting yours. But th- you can't do that. Like, our people have come too far. Like, honestly, we we probably came further than anyone ever would have expected. Like, to think. Slavery and ended what? eighteen sixty five? Like a
0: hundred
1: and like fifty years. Yeah, uh, yeah, not yeah, a little over. Because Morehouse just celebrated one fifty and we were founded not, not too long after slavery.
0: Okay, yeah, it's so like one sixty.
1: Yeah. In a hundred, you know, let's say the, let's say like hundred and fifty years, we have people that almost we have we have a billionaire in Oprah. Yeah. You know, we have people that are 100 millionaires we have people that you know we you know barack was the president you know we just we just a lot further than like really like 150 years like like we really came somewhere and yeah and we forget it because we're still being oppressed and it's and it's bad and it sucks but like there's I, i like it just like watching diddy and that thing like it made me really think. There is truly a divinity within our melanin that the world must hate and not want us to embrace. Because for us as African Americans to be where we are, we're not where we want to be, but we're not where, where we they were. have tried to keep us.
0: It'd be crazy. Like, what if we wake up, wake up one day, and it's like we not oppressed? I wouldn't know how to act. I'm like, you are not gonna look at me crazy and time? I can walk. We good? I can get out of this traffic stop and I go home. Oh.
1: I don't know. I feel like... Like, systematically we're oppressed, but, like, I refuse to allow... Like, what I I found myself... Like, when I allow the media to influence me, that's when I feel oppressed. Like,
0: when you start reading, it's like, dang, I really am oppressed. Right. Like, you're not sitting there, huh, I'm oppressed. But it's like, yeah, I'm living my life. You read something, dang, I'm oppressed,
1: huh. Right. And I'm not saying that to ignore that there is systematic oppression and that our people as a whole are being held down, but I refuse to believe that I am, I am that I'm only going to be stuck to oppression. If nothing else, if I could build a community of 30 people where we are entrepreneurs, we own things, we farm, you know, we, we take care of each other. Then at that point, my oppression won't feel like as much as oppression as the man would want me to feel oppressed Mm -hmm. because I'm no longer asking him, Hey, can you give me some more, sir? I've taken care of, I've got with people and we take care of ourselves.
0: Right. When I take care of myself, don't try to stop me. Right. That's really where
1: the problem is. So, yeah, I, you know, so I just wanted to say like, man, like seeing Puff, it, like think about it. Puff was 21, I think when he started bad boy. So here's someone younger than us that had an authentic vision. He had an authentic vision in, in in just black excellence, music, hip-hop culture. And he partnered with someone who had resources like Clyde Davis. And he's turned that into, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. But he also turned that into a movement, into a legacy that really, I don't think, I don't know if you can ever erase it.
0: Yeah, we got Revolt now. We got, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's become, it's like an octopus. Yeah. So many different arms.
1: And Diddy is not the only one who can achieve that. But we have to live with freedom. We have to have our own freedom, and not let fear cripple us, in in whatever state we're in. And and I know that's definitely easier said than done. For me, that's why it's important that I remain spiritually, you know, built up. That's why I, it's important that I remain around people who are encouraged and want to get to be, bigger things. And you know, like that's that's really what this is all about, man. Like. Exactly. Like just no
0: matter what's sometimes you have on. to encourage
1: yourself. So really, that's all I had. You gotta be strong. Mel, did you have anything? That was it. My solo. That's that something. was it. All right, man. We don't like I said. We didn't want to keep y'all too long. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We hope this was the motivation y'all needed. Man, love yourself. Love your people. Love your community. And 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 seize freedom, man. No, we got to stop asking for it. Seize it. Bye. Alright. You are free to go.
0: Woo! Want to do it?
1: And enjoy Essence.